0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark and Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up everyone and thank you for joining us for the Wake Before the Day podcast. We're going to be coming to you from the studio every Monday and I apologize on behalf of Bobby and I for the last couple of Mondays. If you're confused listening to it going, what am I missing? Uh, some of the the this podcast will be visual and up on ercla.tv. It'll also be on Facebook and the YouTube page. And we will continue to kick out the audio versions like we have always done. So as you're hearing this, and some of our language might be confusing, it's because some of it might be visual. Obviously, all of it will be audio. But we're here, and uh, we're in Revelation 17. Yep. And uh, just to preface it, we've said this a few times with other chapters in Revelation. This one's a little bit of a doozy. <laughs> so <laughs> to kick it off, we want to look at... Just the, I guess the front half, and just kind of identify who is who. Yeah. What is what? What do these things symbolize? Mm-hmm. Why is this prostitute continued to be talked about? Right. And what are we supposed to take away from Revelation 17? Right. So, I don't know, Bobby. What do you think? <laughs> that-
1: I'm with you guys. I'm just scratching my head here. So we we did do some background look work to kind of yeah. help make sense of this. So all throughout chapter 17 you read about Babylon and this, you know, the great prostitute and that's kind of, um, they're synonymous. So yeah. like throughout history, Babylon, um, has also, I mean, Russia and Persia were also those countries too. Am yeah. I wrong there? What no, I say? So,
0: so yeah, that's a good question. So Babylon is rooted from the tower of Babel. Yes. Like that's where everything uh, that symbolizes man trying to get to heaven, man trying to elevate himself, or herself, being God, being on the level of God. So it goes from Babylon, then to Persia, then to Assyria, then to Rome. Right. All these powers that 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 are, are not godly right. and are cruel and are very worldly. So mm-hmm. uh, here it's Babylon, but in John's day when he was writing this, it would have been the empire of Rome. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then now today, to just different world powers that are at bay. Essentially just things like... Um, you know, working against the good. So, like, evil. Yeah. Like, that's another way
0: that you could say it, too. Lots of those. And how about the clothing of the prostitute? I feel like John goes out of his way to talk about her clothes, what she's wearing.
1: Uh, Yeah, wealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and So, you wrote down an interesting note how, at the time, um, Roman prostitutes would literally wear a ribbon yeah. around their head. That would have their name on it. Yep. Right? And so, it's like an identifiable, like, oh, okay. This is,
0: this is who you are.
1: And the cup of the prostitute, too, is talked about?
0: Idolatry mm-hmm. and worship of money. Um, just all kinds of not good things. But what's interesting here, why John's talking about sexuality and marriage and promiscuity is because all throughout the Bible before this, right, um, marriage is often a an, an metaphor used to describe the relationship between God and us, his mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like Israel has prostituted herself again and has gone to the ways of the world. But God is the redeemer. He's the reconciler. He's the rescuer. And so that's where John's getting a lot of his, his language here. Mm. The scarlet beast. Represents sin and the kingdom of the world as opposed to Jesus and the kingdom of God. And Mm -hmm. so the scarlet beast versus the white lamb, you see how that's clashing there. Um, Verse 5 talks about how... Babylon the Great, the Mm -hmm. mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. Right. (laughs) It's like not only Rome, but it's also all these world powers. And we're experiencing it today. And some of these descriptions of Babylon actually fit America, Mm -hmm. if we're being honest with ourselves. And I love my country, but when you're looking at some of the things that aren't helpful, they're definitely here.
1: Right.
0: Um, Verses 7 and 8, kind of looking at that, talks about this angel asking why he's astonished. It's a weird verbiage here. Once was, now is not, and will come. Mm-hmm. You know, what's he getting at? He, he's kind of referring back to Satan. Satan, yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah. Satan's been whooped a couple times. Right. He's been cast out of heaven. Jesus beat him on the cross. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is going to come again and defeat him. So that's right. why those three different tenses come in. Um, yeah, verses 12 through 14 kind of these 10 horns. 12 is like the number <laughs> of completion. 10's not there. It's evil. Right. Yeah. Um, shown us that the power of evil is not limited and it cannot match Mm -hmm. where God's at in his power. Uh, Verses 9 and 11, talking about the seven hills. Rome was actually known as the city of seven hills because it was actually Mm. built on seven big hills. And then lastly, verses 15 to 17. Um, Bob, you want to read that for us? Verses 15, 16, 17.
1: Then the angel Mm. said to me, the waters you saw where the prostitute sits are people's multitudes nations and languages the beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute they will be they will bring her to ruin and leave her naked they will eat her flesh and burn her with fire for god has put into their hearts to has put it into their hearts to accomplish his purpose hmm. by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority until god's words are fulfilled the woman you saw in the great city that rules over the kings of the
0: earth. Okay. So now we just did the recap, you know, who's who, what's what, what the numbers symbolize. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to take away from this? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So Babylon.
1: Right. Um. I mean, when we were just processing a little bit, too, about what Babylon means and what that could be for us in our yeah. day-to-day, um, we, I mean, we kind of came up with a list of sexual immorality, sexual exploitation, oh, my, exploitation. Yes, by Goodness, you, got you it. guys, wake up with me. The desire for power, pleasure, um, false religions, false worship, idolatry, and so really, um, it's definitely still present, Yeah, like the idea, oh, yeah. the reality of Babylon.
0: Yep. And not only in far off places, but right here Mm -hmm. where we live. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess the question we were asking ourselves is what seductive influences opposing God are we buying into? Are we tempted by? Are right before us? What do we see in our life? And I think you and I could just share for ourselves. I think Mm -hmm. growing up back in the day when we were kids, but then even hearing about our parents, I felt like people had to really go out of their way to find immoral things. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to look at some bad magazine, you'd have to sneak over to your your, your friend's house and maybe his dad's got some stash in a back room or something. Or right. if you wanted to drink, you'd have to, you know, find somebody who's older and buy that stuff. Or you want to look up something, you have to go to a friend's house on HBO. Like you actually, there's great lengths of effort that people had to go through to find and do some of these things. Sure. I feel like that's different now. Yeah. Because it's advertised, it's blessed, it's promoted, it's on mm-hmm. billboards, it's on commercials, it's on the... On the handouts that I get mailed to our house, right? It's like, man, this—you don't have to work hard,
1: right? It's not as hidden.
0: No, it's not as hidden as yeah. all mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, what influences are are right in our life? And I think for us, again, convenience, yeah, comfort, for especially for everybody, but especially for men, the sexual morality—if it's just being advertised mm-hmm. right before you—you got to fight to keep your eyes pure because Babylon is right in front of us on our phones, right, on our computers, on billboards. Um, I don't know, what other seductive influences would you say?
1: Oh, um, well, we were talking about, um, like, all these, like, you know, impure things, and one of, and kind of just the convenience of things that we choose to have, Um, and so one of them, and I know this is kind of a topic right now, but we got rid of netflix and we just said like well this is a decision you know that's kind of a bummer because i love the office yeah and the office (laughs) is on netflix and so it's like wow that's a bummer but can i choose to give my money and to support something that i feel like is completely and totally inappropriate and i'm talking about right now the show um the
0: cuties the cutie show that came out yeah and so and i under and real quick just to explain what that is in case you haven't heard yeah it's it, the intention of the movie was to talk about how uh, exploiting children is bad. Right. But in order to prove that exploiting children is bad, the creators of the movie exploited children. Yeah. They like really horrific things. I read through a script and through highs. We didn't watch it, but kind of read through to say, like, what is the, the big hubble here with this movie? And it sounds pretty bad. And sure. so it was enough for us to say we don't want our kids to have access to this. We don't want this to be in our home because there's other stuff on Netflix, too, that's just not helpful as yeah. much as we love The Office, as much as we love some of these other things. It's like yeah, we're going to ax it. We're going to get rid of it. Yeah. But, that, but that started the conversation for us to think through what other things can we do to fight right and protect our eyes and our hearts from the world. So. Yeah. We've done yeah. some home renovations too. We're going to talk well, about
1: that. yeah, we kind of switched. If you ever come into our home, our the room that we had our TV in was one way. And then this kind of bread trail of just like TV, entertainment, screens, screens in yeah. general um, has kind of caused us just to do some praying and discerning into. And so we actually literally changed our entire room. And now we have a painting that I just hang up over the tv so yeah. that way like unless we say like oh yeah we're going to watch a 30 you know the 30 minute right now media clip. Superbook (laughs) Superbook. all day. Sign me up for Superbook. Then the TV is just closed. And and that's it. Shut it it down. But I think that's just a decision. I mean, we're talking about it right now within parenting, but you need to decide and and there's a personal responsibility in saying, I am going to open myself up to this. And we're saying our home, our kids, you know, more than just ourselves. Yeah. Um, but even if you're just a single person, you're saying, I am going to open myself up to this, or I'm saying, no, this doesn't align with the teachings of Jesus. I'm not going to open myself up to this as mm-hmm. best as I can with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. Anyway. And We're thinking through even finances, crunching numbers, of oh, how much yeah. money have I paid towards Netflix and do monthly? It's worth it just to buy the shows I want to watch that are good. For sure. Keep them in my iTunes account and then keep everything else away from it. So yeah. that's just one way that we're talking about how do we combat this Babylon. Right. Even in our own home, on our own phones, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I guess lastly, we're looking at the the appeal and the attractiveness of Babylon as Mm -hmm. laid out here. I mean, she's seductive. She's trying to seduce you and invite you into her ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a temptation that we all have in our hearts, if we're being honest. Um, We know these things are bad, but there's still a temptation to watch. There's still a temptation for convenience, for comfort, for whatever. And so the question is, is are we allowing Jesus to be the, the final decision maker in our life of what's shaping our desires, our hearts, our wills. And again, that probably just comes back to how much time are you spending with Him right? versus how much time are you spending with your screen, just to tie it into this. Sure. Um,
1: right, because we want to have, have Jesus as our Savior, but then some people would say, but we don't want to have Him as Lord over our life on yeah. earth, and really you can't separate that. You know, if you're going to proclaim Jesus Christ as your Savior, mm-hmm. then He is... He has, you've been bought with a price, yeah. a hefty price for the cross. So he is Lord over your life. And it's actually a beautiful invitation. It's not a forceful push. It's actually this invitation saying, this way is better, healthier, um, more holy. Step yeah. in with me. And yeah. so it's that invitation, actually. Yeah,
0: that'd be worth your time. Yeah. That's for sure. So I think that's all we got from Revelation 17. Um, it's been fun <laughs> to study Revelation, but I'm, all, I'm learning a lot. And I'm just like, whoo! it's also it takes some effort and it can be a little bit exhausting at times of trying to gather your mind and figure out who is this beast and what is the scarlet and what is the numbers meaning? Like, this is a lot. So, yeah. So that's all we got. Yeah. Um, so I think going forward, just for all the listeners out there and if you're watching, if you're interested in, in looking back at listening at old podcasts, you can, uh, subscribe to Wake Before the Day uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, and really anywhere there's podcasts that's out there. Yeah. That's all we got. All right, God bless you, and uh that you have a fantastic week. See you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His
1: face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance towards you and give
0: you His peace. Have a great day.